0: Sexy beings. Hello. Oh my gosh. I'm you guys are gonna love today's podcast. And you know what's so funny? At the end of that intro, it says rejuvenated from the inside out. And I truly believe that the conversation that I had with the Len today is Absolutely, going to ignite that within you. So, Selena is a holistic nutrition and wellness coach with a background in computer and electrical engineering. And I love how she explains the science in this podcast. She currently lives in London, but she's originally from Turkey. Um, and so, she's the founder of the Alcataranian method, which is our signature nutrition method that helps clients achieve fast, intelligent, sustainable weight loss without dieting. And she uses her method to empower her clients to break free of diet culture, build lifelong habits, and provide them with better gut health stronger immunity, increased energy, improved sleep, better stress management, healthier hair, skin, and sustainable weight loss. And she's helped over 4,000 of her clients. It's like, she is so knowledgeable. And what I love about, um, the conversation today is you guys would know I'm very body positivity, but I'm also very health focused. Um, personally, I love focusing on my health. I want to live a long life. I love feeling good. I love having high energy. And it's, you know, the beautiful thing about the conversation that we had today is it's, you know, even it's not really about the weight loss and this is and you get to choose to lose weight if that's something that you want to do but i think that loving your body and i know that loving your body first is the most important thing but it's okay to want to change that's that's okay it's okay to want to change but loving your body first is the most important thing but th- we were so aligned in the conversation that me and Selene had and it was the 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 Al-Qa-Turini method which she talks about is so deeply just about eating in a way that ignites your own vitality and allows your body to thrive i love the science that she speaks about it if any of you have any interest in like science and ph you're gonna love this because she really breaks it down and and you know she even is a self-proclaimed geek and i love how she um really speaks about that science and and also how this isn't a diet and i'm i'm very anti-diet culture it's, it's a it's a way of living and you still get to enjoy your life and there's so many yes there's like food ways of doing that but there's also lifestyle ways of doing that so anyways you guys are going to love this episode please reach out to her if you want to get some of her um freebies that she is sharing and check her out on instagram and so i won't make you wait anymore and let's dive in Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you back to the Beautiful Souls podcast. I am extremely excited because I have a beautiful guest here joining us today from London in the UK named Selene Gulbache. I said that right. Um, And she is a nutritionist and founder of the Alka Method. We connected through Instagram a couple months ago and looking at her profile and her story and what she speaks about, it just felt so aligned bringing her on to the podcast because I've just been, I was just saying this to her, I've been bringing on more people speaking about health and well-being because I have this huge passion about you know building your mindset and your self-worth and going after your dreams but none of that matters if you don't feel good in your body and you don't have your health
1: so I just want to thank
0: you for being here so thank
1: you so much for having me here I'm excited for
0: this amazing um and so I would love to hear a little bit about your background because I know you live in London but you're originally from Turkey and what led you down this path of becoming nutritionist and starting this, you know, sh- sharing this method that has helped, you know, hundreds of people thousands of people around the world, because I'm sure that there's a really good story behind
1: this. Yeah, there is actually. Um, yeah. So yeah, just like you said, I'm originally from Aegean Mediterranean part of Turkey. So like the West coast of Turkey, I grew up by the beach on an Aegean Mediterranean, like beach city. And um, and then after that, I studied computer and le- electronical engineering. So I actually my background is in engineering. And when I was studying computer and electronical engineering in my third year, I so I was studying actually in Istanbul. Uh, and then when I was studying computer le- computer and electronical engineering, I went to the U.S. for my study abroad semester to Philadelphia, and. <laughs> It was a bit of a, so I was living in a dormitory and uh, obviously studying computer and electronic engineering. So I was studying a lot. And um, when I was there in two semesters, just in two semesters, I gained, uh, when I was in Philadelphia, I gained 14 kilos, which is I think like 28 pounds.
0: Mm,
1: in t- yeah uh, So it was crazy because like, before that i i didn't know and i wasn't even like weighing myself before mm-hmm. that because I, I was never dieting i was always like health in my healthy weight but then in u.s very quickly in just two semesters i gained like 28 pounds and thanks to um, yeah that was thanks to standard american diet which is yeah. like uh, a lot of like processed foods packaged foods really high in saturated fats high in sugar um and i was as as a student living in a dorm. So I was like, kept grabbing like some stuff from the supermarket. So I just got gained weight quickly. And then um, I turned back to Turkey and then I realized I need to do something about this. Uh, So I started dieting. I started like trying every other stupid diet that comes out on the internet, Mm -hmm. on the magazines, in the TV, in the newspapers. I would try everything to lose that, to lose the weight I gained in US. And um, what happened was like a new diet comes up, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try that. So I would well, I would try that diet. I would maybe lose a couple kilos, like four or five pounds at most, and then I would gain it all back. I would. And then another diet comes up, the same scenario happening. And I also, not just different diets, but I also worked with a couple of different nutritionists as well. Uh, But they were giving me some type of diets, again, not fat diets, but some type of diets like keto diet or something. And then I was like doing it, housing my life to do that diet. And then maybe losing a couple kilos maybe not and then unpausing my life going back to my old living so i was just gaining it all back so i just found myself trapped in this yo-yo dieting cycle um, which was really really frustrating because again before that i never knew anything about like dieting or i wasn't trying to lose it so it was the first time i was trying to lose weight and i was realized how difficult it was to diet Mm -hmm. Um, and then when i was doing that so it was the last year of my college. And then after I graduated college, I started working as an engineer in one of the largest uh, private banks in Turkey in digital banking. And again, corporate life added to all my dieting. Uh, like I was doing yo-yo dieting so constantly. Mm-hmm. On top of that, the stress of corporate life added to it. So I started having serious um, digestive issues uh, up until to the point that at the age of 24 i had to undergo colonoscopy and gastroscopy procedures to find the cause of my issues because i i, I was like seeing lots of different do- doctors and they weren't able to find the reason of my uh, gut problems of my digestive problems and then what happened was like the last uh, gastroenterologist he was great he was a great doctor uh, professor doctor in gastroenterology who performed the colonoscopy and gastroscopy procedures to me he was the one who kind of like shook me a little bit, uh, not physically, but like, he was like, Sedan, you need to stop dieting. You need to stop trying every other stupid diet that comes out on the internet. You, you harmed your health. You are at the age of 24 and you're undergoing like these procedures and trying to find the cause of your problems. I'm going to tell you the cause of your problems. You have nothing wrong genetically. It's just that what you are doing to yourself is the reason mm-hmm. And then he told me that my gut problems, the digestive issues that I was having was because of acidification. And he told me to eat more alkaline. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, what is he saying? Like, what does does that even mean? What does that mean, eating more alkaline? So I started researching about this um, alkaline nutrition, like what is eating more alkaline means. And then and it was the first time i was researching about an eating pattern not to lose weight but to heal myself mm. so at that time i wasn't even trying to lose weight but then i started deep diving into this alkaline nutrition thing i started reading books about it i started researching about it i started like looking at the researches that has been done about this uh, eating pattern and then i started applying it to my life again to heal myself not to lose weight mm. but i ended up losing all the weight that I gained in US, 14 kilos in just two months when Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to lose weight. Obviously, I was happy with that. But I was that time I wasn't even trying to lose weight. I was trying to heal my gut issues. And I also healed my digestive issues that took a little bit longer than uh, two months. But I also healed my gut issues. So I was like really inspired and like excited about all the results that I was having. And I was like, okay, this alkaline nutrition is like Miraculous, It's amazing. It is getting me quick, like fast, effective results, like in short amount of time. But it's still a diet. How mm-hmm. is that sustainable? Like how will I actually make it sustainable? Because, okay, I reached my goal. I lost 14. I lost all the kilo I gained in U.S. I healed my digestive issues. Amazing. But then I started having lots of fear about like how I will actually maintain it Mm -hmm. Uh, because I I was, I was scared. So I started thinking about, okay, I need to do something about it because I can't just, uh, by the way, very quickly, alkaline nutrition focuses on eating mainly plant-based foods. So vegetables, like whole foods, plant-based vegetables, fruits, herbs, nuts and seeds, herbs, like mainly those, I would say like 90%, if not more. So I was thinking, okay, like, how is that sustainable? Like, I want to live my life. I want to go out with my friends. I want to enjoy life. I want to eat out. So how do I not gain it all back or not again ruin? Like, how will I keep it sustainable? And then I started experimenting and exploring, combining that alkaline nutrition with so the combining the actual biochemistry of alkaline nutrition with the philosophy of Mediterranean diet and lifestyle, which is where I am from, which is what I'm familiar with, which is what I know. I know Mediterranean foods. I know Mediterranean culture. Uh, so I started combining. So the, I because I'm such a geek, I deep dived into alkaline mm-hmm. nutrition, the biochemistry behind it. I know all about like the biochemistry, what happens in the cellular level. Now I'm going to combine it with the philosophy of Mediterranean diet because it's more flexible. There's no cutting out food groups. It's more of a lifestyle than a diet. So now I'm going to combine it and experiment how it goes and uh, see if I can keep it sustainable. See if I can still go out with my friends, enjoy a couple of glasses of wine and eat that pasta and come back home and still feel good and still like balance it in some way and still maintain the results I achieved. Mm. And then I started realizing it actually works Mm -hmm. so that's how I actually created my Alcatranian method which is the combination of biochemistry of alkaline nutrition with the philosophy of Mediterranean diet and lifestyle um yeah and that was in 2015 so since 2015 I helped I coached over 4,000 clients of mine I helped them reach their goals without dieting with my Alcatranian method Mm -hmm. and yeah um Yeah. So this is how how it started. I was in Turkey back then. And then, yeah, after I kind of like created my own method, I decided to help others do the same because it was amazing. It wasn't like, so it was helping you achieve fast results but it was also sustainable it was also mm-hmm. um, flexible and it was also like really easy and enjoyable so I was like really inspired by that so I wanted to help others as well I was still working in the bank uh, as an engineer I in the meantime I, I became qualified and then I became a qualified nutritionist and I started coaching people as a side job uh, and I did that for over no it was like a year and a half it was like a little bit less than two years I did I did two jobs and then yeah after like after a year and a half my clients were getting like incredible results they kept referring me to others so my coaching business started growing a lot so I quit my banking job full-time banking job and I became a full-time nutrition and lifestyle coach Mm -hmm. and I'm in London and then I got additional qualifications, not just about nutrition, but also about psychology of behavior change, health psychology, coaching psychology, and yeah. Since 2015, uh, I coached over more than 4,000 people, and wow. I'm also very happy to report because I'm a computer engineer in the core, and I love tracking data and I love yeah. statistics. I think it improves the work the work we do. Actually, like uh, I think data is king so, or queen. I'm going to say. Uh, so yeah, in like those four, ta- over 4,000 clients that I coached, um, 80% reached their goals in two months, Wow, two months, and 70% reported to me that they were able to keep it sustainable because I contact them six months after us yeah. ending working together. So seven, I think that's even like better 70% of like, of them keeping mm-hmm. it sustainable. That makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a very long explanation, but this is how I got here. No,
0: I love that story. And it's so cool to see how it's like you had to go on that journey yourself of struggle to be able to find that solution for that doctor to say to you, you need to eat more alkaline for that to kind of like lead to where you are now. And I can imagine too, you know, not just like the loss of the weight, but I can imagine what, so many of your clients would have other health benefits from eating healthier, right? Like energy and like i can imagine like things like skin and hair and nails like because when you actually eat in a way that provides vitality that improves all areas of your life correct
1: exactly everything your mindset even your success in your work or whatever you want to achieve when you feel better yeah especially yeah definitely
0: i think what i love about you know when i was seeing your alkaline terranean method it's like even the fact that you really you take out the word diet because there is such this you know like and I'm very like anti diet culture where it's just like you said like so many women have been pulled into this trap of just being like uh, thinking that the next diet is going to save them but then you just get on a yo yo and it also is really challenging for your mental health like how did you find that the um, way of eating and the method as opposed to getting off the diet try and helped your mental well being.
1: Yeah, so um, when I was doing that, so I think it was a whole whole process and uh, when I was doing that, alkaline nutrition when i was applying it to my life i was very black and white like mm-hmm. is this alkaline is this acid producing is this is acid processing i'm not going to eat i was like calculating uh ph looking at ph and like we have something called like pRAl levels whatever like i was like just like calorie counting i was like counting ph levels of foods and going crazy about that so if I go out and eat something that is not supposed to be alkaline, or that is supposed to be like highly acid producing, then I would feel guilty. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that would like, then I would try to make it up for like eating 100% alkaline next day. And like, really, but then I think, um, when I started combining it more with the philosophy of Mediterranean diet and lifestyle, because there is like, all foods in moderation, no cutting out food groups, uh, flexibility, and like when I started combining it, especially with the philosophy of it, because food is not, okay, food is a great way of nourishing our bodies, mm-hmm. but food also nourishes our soul. So mm-hmm. we all connect through food, like sitting in like long dinner tables with our loved ones, with friends and family, eating slowly in the moment, being mindful, connecting with others, mm-hmm celebrating through food, like, those are all like cultural elements. And um, I think if you're going to stress out about if this food is alkaline, or if this food is acid producing, what I'm going to tell you is like, stress is also acid producing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, when we stress, we secrete cortisol, and that's also an acid producing hormone. So if you're going to stress about that, just enjoy the food, just focus on increasing the plants instead of focusing on like restricting yourself or starving yourself. So um, I just like, it was a process, obviously it didn't happen overnight, but I realized that it's really like, now I feel so much more empowered mm-hmm. around my food choices and I never feel like dieting. I do not believe in diets uh, and I never like um, make my clients diet because they, that, I don't believe diets work at all. Mm-hmm. Even if they do for short term, they're never sustainable and they leave, they always leave you feeling frustrated, disappointed. and quote unquote like a failure what my clients say because a lot of my clients when they come to me just like me they are like they tried every other diet out there and they're like okay i just want to change my habits i want to create a lifestyle and i want to stop dieting and still reach my goals and that's how they come to me which is um again so empowering because food is um food is medicine Mm -hmm. but also but also it's like It's so empowering to know the actual like science behind it. So that's why I feel it's really, really important to teach the biochemistry of alkaline nutrition Mm -hmm. and then bring on those like mindset elements, the philosophy of the Mediterranean diet combine them so that make it more flexible and attainable and yeah so um Hmm. what could you explain to the
0: listeners like what do you what does alkaline mean because I know like even me um me and my fiance we always try and drink like alkaline water and it has like a certain like ph level um I've never thought about I've always thought about not in the past few years been thinking about it in the sense of water but not as much food so what does alkaline mean and then what are alkaline and non-alkaline foods
1: Yeah. Okay. I love that question. So I think I'm going to go like to explain what alkaline means. I think I need to go just a little bit into like basic high school chemistry, which is pH levels. So when you say like pH is a figure showing the acidity or alkalinity of a solution. Mm -hmm. So if a solution has pH 7, that means that solution is neutral. So neither alkaline Mm -hmm. nor acid. If that pH is below seven, by the way, pH level is bet- uh, between zero and 14. So seven is neutral. And then if it's between zero and seven, that means that solution is acid. Mm. If that pH is between seven and 14, that means that solution is alkaline. Mm. Well, alkaline means pH level higher than seven. And what does alkaline nutrition means is, uh, or why do we want to eat alkaline is So our blood's pH is alkaline. It's in between 7.35 to 7.45. So our blood's pH is slightly alkaline. And for our bodies to keep, like for all the metabolic functions to continue, our blood's pH has to stay in that range. If our our blood's pH goes below 7.35, it's called acidosis and we die immediately. So that's not possible. It's like one of our body's main goals is to keep that blood's pH level in the slight alkaline range. So what happens is like in modern life, a lot of the foods we eat, they're acid producing like packaged foods, processed food, animal proteins, uh, fried oils, like all of the stuff. Uh, they're acid producing or not just the food we eat. Sometimes water we drink can be mm-hmm. even like acid producing or In crowded cities, the air we breathe or negative emotions like stress, anxiety, anger, the hormones we secrete can produce acid. Not just that, a lot of metabolic reactions create acid as well. So whenever we produce acid, our body immediately wants to clean that acid out. And to be able to do that, it needs alkaline because alkaline cleans the acid out. Mm -hmm. So uh, think of acid like toxins or inflammation. Those are other terms of like, you can say toxins. When you say toxins, you're actually talking about acid. Or when you say inflammation, you're actually talking about acid. Mm -hmm. So to clean the acid, my body needs alkaline. And if my diet doesn't contain enough alkaline vitamins and minerals, then my body will go and start using its own alkaline stores, its own alkaline reserves, such as, For example, calcium is a very high alkaline mineral to clean the excess acid in the body to keep the blood's pH in that slight alkaline range. If my body starts taking calcium out of the bones, then it might cause osteoporosis, bone loss over time, Mm. or magnesium is a high alkaline mineral. Mm. If my body starts taking magnesium from the muscles, majority of the magnesium is stored in muscles then it causes muscle loss or collagen tissue. Like why it affects skin a lot? Because collagen tissue consists of lots of alkaline elements. If my body starts using the alkaline elements of the collagen tissue to clean the excess acid, then it might cause skin problems such as acne, cellulites, wrinkles, or, you know, a lot of different skin problems, even like eczema. So long story short, alkaline nutrition focuses on eating mainly alkaline foods to help your body In its role of keeping the blood's pH alkaline, so that the body doesn't use its own stores, its own reserves, because the part that it uses, if it starts using reserves, in that area, a disease will occur. Uh, We can say a disease may occur. So... um, yeah that's what we're we're not trying to because a a lot of people think like oh like but the blood's ph doesn't change we're not trying to change the blood's ph we're just like trying to help our body in its role of Mm. like in this so yeah um long story short like alkaline nutrition focuses on eating lots of alkaline foods which are Mm. vegetables fruits nuts and seeds like mainly plant-based whole foods Mm.
0: And so then what if someone like does having more alkaline diet need mean that you need to be vegan or can you still eat meat and have alkalinity in your diet?
1: Yeah. So um, first of all, I'm not vegan and my method is not vegan at all. Uh, I was thinking that because I'm like, Turkish food has lots of meat in no. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's a great question because. It's also the rule of my uh, alcatranian matter. So how I combine that alkaline nutrition with Mediterranean diet and lifestyle elements is obviously in Mediterranean diet, there is no like Turkish, like Western Turkey, Eastern Turkey, or even other Mediterranean. Think of like French food, think of Italian food, think of Greek mm-hmm. food. It's like, there's a lot of like mix of everything, but there would be one main thing, like lots of vegetables, lots of plants, lots of olive oil. Um, So how do I combine those two is I tell my clients, and that's what the Alcatranian method focuses on. Like if you're going to have an acid producing food, such as red meat or a slice of pizza or some pasta, if you're going to have acid producing food, make sure to add four times more alkaline foods next to it. So that the overall pH of that meal stays in that alkaline range. So you're good. Then you can have that pizza. Then you can have that pasta. Then you can have. So it's, again, like focusing on increasing the alkaline foods. Like let's say you want to eat, yeah, a slice of pizza. If you add, think of it like the size, the volume. Mm If you put a slice of pizza into your plate, add four times more, like order a huge green salad next to it. Mm-hmm. And then you enjoy that pizza and your s- still overall pH of that meal stays in the alkaline. And also, it's not always like, again, if you keep focusing on that at every meal, mm-hmm. that's again a little bit dieting. Because let's say you want to eat a chocolate cake. like You don't want to eat a salad next to your chocolate cake, right? So yeah. you can eat that chocolate cake, but you can go back home. So when you eat a chocolate cake, you know that that chocolate cake probably has like sugar, milk margarine butter flour like a lot of acid producing um, inflammatory food so you know that when you ate that chocolate cake it produced acid in your body you can go back home and you can make yourself like a like a very healthy like lots of vegetable including like a green smoothie put some apple in it to give it a bit of a taste and lemon in it drink that green smoothie so that way like again going into basic Uh, chemistry acid-based reaction so you Mm -hmm. ate that cake it produced some acid then you're drinking that high alkaline green juice so you're giving your body enough alkaline elements those nutrients to help clean that acid so Mm -hmm. um, again it's all about balance it's like it's not about like going crazy about what is acid what is alkaline Mm -hmm. but again focusing more on adding more alkaline foods to your diet instead of focusing on like what's what do I need to remove from my diet? Because again, removal of mindset creates restriction and that gives like restriction signals to the brain, which is very limiting, but additional mindset. is like, I'm going to focus on having greens at, at least like two meals a day. And mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on, I don't know, like even if you say like, I'm just going to have one green juice a day, uh, you're still doing great for your body. Like it's, um, yeah, again, it focuses on, increasing your alkaline and you can eat that again Mm. uh, a very long answer to your question but you can eat that meat so that's why my method is like there is no cutting out any food groups including Mm. meat okay that's really interesting
0: and you know what this is so you probably have not heard this before this is like brings me back to my synchronized swimming background so one of the things that makes me think of the acid and base is when we would compete we wouldn't wear goggles and so we'd have to have our eyes open in the chlorine and what would happen is that our eyes would get really sore and so what we would do is we put milk in our eyes we put our eyes in milk to balance it because it was really acidic and so like the milk would balance the ph level and so so our eyes wouldn't be so sore and that was it's kind of like an insider like synchro tip but it makes me yeah. think of that like p- ph level because it you know chlorine is not natural but they put it in a pool to like your body isn't yeah. supposed to be absorbing it but it was a really funny way that we would kind of balance our own
1: ph levels <laughs> that's like yeah, side that's i didn't know you put it in the milk but yeah so to, to balance it yeah because yeah. again your eyes are healthy. They are at its own pH level, so you don't yeah. want to mess that. And going back to your question about water, like this is alkaline water, for example. Yeah. Going back to your uh, water question, uh, if a water has a pH level higher than seven, that means it's alkaline water, and that means it's able to. And the higher the pH of that water means the more acid it can clean. Mm. Uh, and also, pH is a logarithmic figure; it's uh, increases exponentially. So pH. 8.5 is so much higher than pH 8, for example. Uh-huh. So the more you drink alkaline water with a higher pH, the more acid you're cleaning, the more toxin or inflammation you're cleaning, you can think of, which is great that you're drinking the alkaline water.
0: Yeah, I, even, um, we don't have one, but one of my goals is to get a Kangen machine, you know, oh, yeah. and they <laughs> yeah. have the alkaline water and one of our friends and my friend's friend has them. And it's interesting because people even say like, the feeling of when you drink a lot of water that isn't alkaline, you get really full feeling. But when you drink more alkaline water, it's like your your body's more hydrated. Is that correct yeah. as well?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because it's actually doing the job of like, because it comes with like all alkaline uh, elements in it. that yeah, binds those like toxins and cleans the toxins. So you flush mm-hmm. out those toxins kind of like you can think of. Yeah. Does like it de- is our regular water acidic or does it depend
0: on I guess it depends on the city like I don't drink tap water I drink filtered yeah. water and I try and drink alkaline water but sometimes it's not possible like so I'm just like I'm not I'd rather drink water than be dehydrated but yeah. is is like what do you think should everyone have a water filter and is our tap water acidic
1: yeah that's a great question I think uh it's there, there's a, not not everyone can afford a kangen machine and they don't have yeah. to Because uh, there is a lot of different ways to make your water alkaline. For example, you can add lemon juice in your water, or you can just add lemon slices in your water. But I'm drinking right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's alkaline water when you drink. it, A lot of people ask me, but how is that possible? Lemon is acid. And I'm like, okay, but what we are talking about is what happens to that food when it's digested so lemon contains lots of alkaline minerals in it and when your body digests it or when you put the lemon in your water those alkaline minerals are diffused into the water released into the water and when you drink that water you're drinking alkaline water
0: Mm. or you
1: can add a little bit of like organic apple vinegar in your water just a little maybe one tablespoon to one glass of water Another great ways of making alkaline water is using sodium bicarbonate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you can also call it baking powder. Yes. So yes. you use a teaspoon of sodium bicarbonate in one liter of water, okay. and I measured it. It makes the water something like eight point five alkaline, like wow. with the pH. Yes, so it's you it taste very, it. Yeah, oh. the, the taste you can't really like because it's a very small amount, like a teaspoon in one liter of water. Yeah it doesn't change the taste of the water and sodium bicarbonate is also a very strong buffering system our liver used to clean the toxins to clean the acid so you're also having your liver when you do that so those are like easy and cheap ways like if you go to a restaurant and you want to order tap or they brought they bring tap water ask for lemon and put a slice of lemon in your water and yeah i also measured the tap water in london which yes. was slightly alkaline. So not acidic. It was like seven points something. So not bad. Okay. Yeah. So that's that makes sense though, because you
0: know how, like I use it when my pots get really dirty and I put um, sodium bicarbonate in the pot and then you leave it with the water and then you can clean the pot. So basically that also does the same thing to our liver as well. <laughs>
1: exactly, Crazy, right? How is everything? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: When you, this is a question I have is, does your pH change when you, cook your vegetables like um and if you cook it with a certain thing like you know say you're using like i use like coconut aminos or like olive oil does it change the ph of like say you're cooking greens or broccoli or zucchini or something like that
1: yeah um so raw vegetables are always like the highest alkaline so when you consume okay. them raw that is the best because when we consume raw vegetables we consume them with their enzymes Uh, because enzymes all the enzymes that are highly like heat sensitive so all the enzymes die when it goes above like 40 celsius um degrees so it's the same thing when when we have a fever for example humans if our fever goes to 40 celsius we end up in the emergency because enzymes living in our body starts to die as well so when we cook vegetables the enzymes die But that doesn't mean cooked vegetables are bad. They're still great. They're still amazing because the minerals are still in them. Some of the vitamins are still in them, but some vitamins die. For example, vitamin C is heat sensitive. Broccoli has lots of vitamin C, but when you cook it, the broccoli doesn't have vitamin Mm -hmm. C. Um, But there are also some vegetables that are better when cooked, such as spinach. Mm -hmm. Spinach is better when cooked than uh, raw so um because absorption it's uh when, when cook you can absorb it better it goes the same with like um orange and yeah orange vegetables such as like sweet potatoes or starchy vegetables like carrots they are highly abs- they, they can, we can absorb them better when we cook them
0: mm-hmm. so uh
1: yeah, the quick answer to our question is like, I think it's best if we just like have all of it, like sometimes raw vegetables, sometimes cooked vegetables. Sometimes it's better to like lightly steam it. Sometimes it's, be- it's better to slow cook. So just not fried. We don't want fried.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I learned, especially about like cooking like green vegetables is there's a point where it like, they are a vibrant green. And then there's a point where they change color and they turn to like more dull green. And I try and always stop cooking before that point, because I feel like, Mm -hmm. look, I'm not a nutritionist, but in my mind, I feel like if you overcook them, then you cook out all of the goodness in them at the same time. Right.
1: Absolutely. And what gives that uh, green plants, their green color is chlorophyll. Chlorophyll gives the plants their green mm-hmm. color, just like hemoglobin gives our blood its red color. Think of chlorophyll as the plant's uh, blood. So mm-hmm. what the chlorophyll does is actually takes out all the alkaline nutrients, uh, vitamins, and minerals from the soil, and with chlorophyll, they are carried to the leaves. So when you eat that green leafy vegetable, you're eating that chlorophyll. You're, it's kind of like you're eating lots of like you're, mm-hmm. you know, soaking in the mother nature, like you're eating all the goodies. But if you cook it. And when it starts to get, like, less green, less green, so you're losing the chlorophyll.
0: Yeah. So, okay. You lose – does it, like, help – because I, I have chlorophyll as well. Does it help to add chlorophyll to things in its, in its raw form?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So your supplements on chlorophyll.
0: Yeah, or I put it – like, I have the powder, so I put it in, like, smoothies and stuff like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so incre- increasing your green intake and an easy way to do it.
0: Yeah, okay. Is there – away because I've been like start watching your Instagram and seeing all your clients and what they do. Is there something that you recommend if we were to start the day, to start our day in like the best alkaline way? Something to like consume or eat or follow?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's so easy to start your day with alkaline water. And again, that doesn't need to be um like you know kangen filtered water. It can be something as simple as like I, I tell my client just squeeze half a lemon Mm-hmm. And just add it to your glass of water. And the first thing to wake your metabolism up, start your, your day with that like alkaline water. So I think, yeah, that would be good. And then another thing- Both, And like, that's before people have coffee, right? Yes, definitely. First have it. I mean, don't wake your metabolism up with coffee. Like I'm not yeah. against coffee and I love my coffee, but please first have your water. Thanks. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> have your coffee after, yeah. Okay, that's good. And like, is is coffee acidic as well? Yeah. This. I just love it. So that's why okay. I keep. It. it's acidic. I mean, if you want to, um, like, for example, again, something that is not acidic and actually really high alkaline, and that has caffeine in it would be matcha. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously, a really good thing to be like is um, swapping your, if you're having, let's say two coffees a day, swap one of them with like matcha latte, or, or matcha tea, you will still get the caffeine, but you will reduce acid and inflammation in your body. Um, mm. but yeah, if you can do it, just, just try not drinking any coffee, which is great. But to me, I just love my coffee. It's yeah. one of my yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it as well. Like I, I,
0: I'm fine. Like I don't die, but it's just like, it's nice to have those things. Right. Cause I, in the past too, I've had that been on that like diet cycle years ago when I was younger. And I think part of it is like, you, you know, I, I feel like we also came down here to enjoy our life. And that's why I love your Alcaterrini method because it's like, it, 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 Like being with people and laughing and like eating foods that like make you happy and eating healthy. Like it, it's all in balance. Right. And I think the unfortunate thing about, you know, even like there, there's so much crazy stuff out there between and whatever you believe. Like I think, you know, you got to have to figure out what works for you. But if you hate your life because you're like eating a certain way, that's not the point, right? That's like you're supposed to enjoy your life. And I do believe that we should eat healthy and eat foods, but you know, and th- there's past me that's like, I, and I can imagine that you resonate where it's just like you, you don't enjoy your food and you f- feel so restricted and you feel so hungry. And I think that that's missing the point of, you know, fueling
1: ourselves absolutely and that leads to binging for a lot of women exactly. all those women who have who are suffered from yo-yo dieting and i suffered from it myself too you starve yourself you don't enjoy anything you eat you strict yourself too much and then that leads to binging and actually going back to what you said uh, about like you know enjoying food and eating with people and like enjoying life uh, there is something that's called the french paradox maybe you have heard about it no. so So they call it the French paradox. So um, French people, uh, so Mediterranean, by the way, Mediterranean diet is the, um, it's the most evidence based diets out there for longevity. It's the evidence based gold standard when it comes to longevity. And what I mean by longevity, it's not just living long, it's living long and disease free, long and healthy life. So When scientists, like, years ago, I think, uh, don't quote me on that, but that can be, like, 1970s or something, uh, they are looking at, like, those Mediterranean diets, and they uh, were focused on, like, French people. Like, they keep eating cheese, they keep Mm -hmm. eating these meat, they keep drinking wine, like, but they live long, and they are healthy. Mm -hmm. So, like, how is that possible? And they call it a French paradox. And then after that, they realize that they eat very slow, Mm -hmm. They eat with their loved ones, with their friends and family in like long dinner tables, long like they eat mindfully and they enjoy and they don't do it like they don't multitask eating their cheese in front of the screen typing emails. You know, like it's more like and studies suggest when we eat mindfully in the moment with our loved ones. The studies suggest that it promotes like better gut health, better digestive health. It promotes like absorption of those nutrients. And it also helps to reduce stress level. Plus it gives us serotonin, which is like, so Mm -hmm. that's, they called it the French paradox. And then they realize, okay, this is not about what they eat. It's about how they eat. And that's when I talk about the Mediterranean philosophy, that's also that.
0: Mm, It's so true because so many people eat on the go or they're not present when they're eating. And I've even heard people say that before. It's like you look at the French people and they like eat baguettes and like pastries and they uh, smoke and then everyone's like skinny and healthy and like lives a long life. And you're like, that goes basically against everything that we're like taught in Western culture. But there is so much of that. It's not, and I say this to, you know, I work some clients that are working on like body image and self-love. It's like, it's not, yes, what you eat is important, but it's also how you eat. Like, are you, and even, you know, and I I have said said this to my clients before, it's like, are you eating a salad and you hate yourself, right? Like, and you're like, this sucks and you feel restricted and you don't feel fulfilled. Are you eating something that actually is nourishing and you eating it slowly and you're really absorbing the taste? Um, And I had actually, this was a, shared with me, I went, it was like a colon therapist that I went to when I was living in Bali. And one of the things that he was saying, um, was he had a client of his that ate McDonald's all the time. He just loved McDonald's. He's like, don't you dare make me give up McDonald's. And he said, okay, I won't make you give up McDonald's, but the only thing you have to do is eat as much McDonald's as you want. But when you're eating it, eat it really slowly and taste every bite. And he said, his client came back like a week later, and he's like, What have you done to me? You've ruined it. Cause he realized that when he was eating it slowly and tasting it, he didn't actually like it. Because yeah. what he was doing is he's eating it so it's fast food, right? You eat it fast, you eat it on the go, you're not like aware of what you're eating. And like so often, I think even when we eat slow and eat aware and eat with people, we actually have a I think we have a natural desire as humans for vitality, like we want to feel good, right? And so if we're aware of what we're eating, we're going to naturally want to reach to the things that actually make us feel better in the long term.
1: And when you focus on how it makes you feel, then you're going to wanting that like real whole foods, vibrant foods, because that's one of the things I always talk with my clients is like, how about you start every meal? Like I love nourishing my body with like great healthy nourishing food. Like I love feeling great. It's like, it's just like when you focus on how you feel when you eat that party salad and when you eat it slowly and try to eat it mindfully, it's not always possible when we're busy working all the time. But at least even if you try to eat one mindful meal, just one, like do dinner or lunch, whatever. So it, it's gonna actually change a lot of things. And then again, like focusing on, When it comes to like body image, like obviously nothing that you want to, when you want to change your diet and eating patterns from a place of hatred, because a lot of women, they come to me and they're like, like, I hate my belly. I hate my thighs. And I'm like, okay, let's just change that. First of all, mm-hmm. we don't speak to ourselves like that, and it's not going to create any healthy habits for you. So mm-hmm. like, I just like try to shift that, like, how about you focus on the things you love about your body and start thinking about those every day, every morning before you start your day. And like, instead of focusing on what you hate about your body, and then it's going to change. So it's like, everything is so linked again, what you eat and your mindset and your mindset affects what you eat, which is, um, mm-hmm. uh, it's all combined. Yeah. I have
0: one last question for you before we wrap. This is like something that I've noticed and you might notice now since you're living in London. So I lived in Australia, I lived in Bali for a while and we, I find, you know, we eat with the seasons, right? Naturally, like you're going to want to eat lighter foods in summer. One of the things that I found hard, like when I've lived in Canada and being back in Canada now is like in winter time, you naturally create, crave more like hearty foods. How can you like still hold that, like, that's one of the things that I feel sometimes I don't feel as healthy naturally in winter time, because my body, it's like, it almost like wants like the warmth and the carbs. Like, how do you balance that? You know, it, because Mediterranean is also a very sun, sunny place, right? They didn't have to deal with like, you know, what the people in Scandinavia, like and the UK, like the cold winters, how do you balance that living in a cold place? Yes. Yeah,
1: I think, I think, uh, that's what people call like comfort food in Mm. winter i crave more comfort food but i think like again it's not black and white uh so again like you can make really healthy comfort food like such Mm. as um mediterranean type of cooking especially like western um i would say western turkey like egypt mediterranean type of cooking vegetables is actually uh really great for in the winter as well like when you cook like Lots of vegetables in olive oil with a little bit of like tomato juice. And sometimes we add a little bit of like rice in it to give it a bit of a texture Mm. and then put spices. Sometimes we just mix it with some meat or chicken. And like it's again a very warm, slow cooked, lots of vegetables, including protein Mm. and vegetables, like a hearty meal that goes really well. Actually, uh, my husband is American and the first time I cooked him turkish style leeks and before that he kept saying how he hates leeks like leeks doesn't taste like anything what is leeks anyway so i cooked him turkish style leeks and he was like this is great we should always cook it when our guests come <laughs> and then he started things like whenever he goes to the supermarket he started buying leeks uh, <laughs> so that i thought that leek. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah so, again i think it comes back to like um you can still have the comfort food. Like you can have a really, like really, um, like a chili. Like, you know, it's comfort food that goes really well on winter. But how about like, instead of having that chili with some like, I don't know, like uh, chips, you mm-hmm. have it with a little bit of like brown rice. And mm-hmm. it's still like lots of beans, vegetables. Again, um, yeah, beans, meat, vegetables, protein, and a little bit of brown nut. It's the comfort food. And it's just... It's, it's healthy and hearty or the porridge. And so I think it's not black and white. And I think it's so true. Our bodies craves more like raw, fresh food when mm-hmm. the weather is hot and when the sun is out, and then it craves more like warm comfort food in mm-hmm. winter. And I think it's good to listen to your body and mm-hmm. it's like needs and what is asking. So if, if you're craving that chili, have the chili. It's just like, don't try to have a raw salad when you're mm-hmm. craving chili
0: mm yeah, yeah, it's good to hear because it's like it's, I, I that's something I've really noticed being now, like now living in Canada where we have seasons and my like in all I want to eat in winter is like stew and like curry and like chili and then in summer I'm like, oh like don't even like look I don't even want to look at that because I just want to eat like fresh fruit and berries and all of that. So it's just so interesting how we do have a natural intuition as well. Like I think once we start to be present, once we start to be aware, we we do start to crave I think what like gives us vitality and I've loved this conversation today. I've learned so much. I'm gonna be starting putting baking soda in my my like water. I'm gonna go and tell my fiance right now we're gonna go and do that um yeah you, you don't see- need
1: that kind filter but you can still get it okay still. yeah
0: no that's so good is there anything else that you'd like to share um today before we wrap up and as well how can people find you and I know that you have like a 10-day reset that they can get connected with so tell us all those things
1: yes absolutely uh yes so I do have my 10-day Alcatrainian reset if if so anybody who is listening if you would like to try my Architraining training method yourself and see fast results such as like fast not just weight loss but weight loss and also like better gut health better immunity higher energy better hair and skin and so much more so i have my 10-day reset uh so they can just find me uh on instagram so i use instagram as my main channel i'm very active there i go by Celand coaching so uh, yeah, you can all find me on Instagram. You can all DM me. I love chatting with you all. And then, if you would like, I'll sh- I'll send you the link of my 10-day Alcatranian reset. But actually, what I will do to all of you who, who are listening to this podcast, and if you want to learn more about my Alcatrazian method, I'm gonna get. And if if you have a weight loss goal, also, I'm gonna give you access to my five non-diet easy action steps you can take right now to speed up your weight loss. So just shoot me a DM and I'll gift you that for you. And if you don't want to lose weight, but still want to learn about my method and see the other results, such as improved energy, improved gut health, stronger immunity, and so much more, I will also send you more details about my Alcatranian method. I will gift you my Alcatranian recipe guide uh, as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just um, on Instagram, Salan Coaching.
0: Amazing. And I have that linked below in the podcast as well. I just want to thank you for taking time to chat today. I've absolutely loved our conversation and I've learned so much. And I think this is such a beautiful addition to the podcast. And um, I'm so excited for my listeners to hear this. And please connect with Celine if you want to know more. Um, She's a beautiful, beautiful human being. and, And I love the integrity that you have. And also the science behind it is really, really cool. So thank you so much for coming today. And I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white able-bodied cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own. And I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful
1: souls. And I'll see you next time.